I went to StreamYard class. I'm so proud of myself for coming up with an intro. This is Picks and Pizza. I'm your host, Joe Gillio, joined by the pizza czar of Raleigh, Anthony Guerra, Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, first of all, thank you for having us at OG Pizza Night on Monday. It was, it was delightful. Pizza Night was great. It was Be- great. A resounding success. Really enjoyed that. We had our wings there, too, from Wings Over Raleigh. We had desserts. We had Ken and his brown liquor. I mean, what else can you really want for? Oh, we have Rand as well. And Rand's right. The immortal. immortal. Your favorite. Your favorite, Jonathan Rand. So uh, the Jets, though, could use a little bit of our positive vibes only after (sighs) after a disappointing showing against the Cowboys. I say disappointing not because of Zach Wilson, but because of the defense. Man, they, the the Cowboys made them look bad. They made the made their defense look really bad. I I don't. I have a few things on this. I think the defense is getting hammered now. Yeah, I think it's a that's a really common take. I get it. I yeah. keep reading it. I understand. Everybody is giving Zach Wilson some sort of chance or some sort of pass as if he played an acceptable level of quarterback. He didn't. They got to move the football. I mean, you can't have the defense play as long as they did. I mean, literally, it was only the Jets' defense on the field at any given point. And Brees Hall, but it felt like Brees Hall four carries. I tell you what, I was going to go fire Hackett myself. (laughs) Give him the ball. Jets lose thirty to ten. They did not cover the number. You see our records from. Last week, I was 0-2. Anthony ends up going 1-1. and So for the season, 2-3 and for me, minus 130 if we're betting at $100 a unit. Anthony's 3-2, and which is plus $80. We're going to try to fix that this week. So let's start with the Jets. I'm going to have to come up with a Jets sounder. I'll do that for next week's homework. Jets are at home, a 2.5-point home dog oh. to the Pats. Now, just, just a little bit of gambling insight. Anytime a team is a 2.5-point favorite, the book is begging you to take that team in part because they don't think they're going to win. Okay. Like two and a half should be an alarm. Always be an alarm in your head. Why is it two and a half? Why is it two and a half? Because that's the one of the easiest numbers to cover. Right? So normally I would look at this and I'd go, I they're begging. They're begging you to take the Patriots, which is never a good idea to take who the the book is begging you to take. However, (laughs) what do we know about Belichick and the vendetta he has against the Jets franchise? The Patriots are 0-2. They've actually played better than their 0-2 mark because they've played really good teams in the Eagles and Dolphins. I'm going to take the Pats in this game. Which way are you going to go? See, I... Definitely another gambling lesson is never bet with your heart. <laughs> I mean, never bet with your heart. <laughs> Shoot, guys, I I, I got to take, listen, as mad as I am about Zach Wilson, as mad as I am about everything that's going on, I got to assume the blind squirrel finds a nut. Belichick can't win every game against the Jets. I mean, the guy like can't it. win a game <laughs> post-Brady or pre-Brady, can't win a game except if he plays the Jets at some point, we got to win a game. I, I think the coaching staff needs to move. They're going to run the ball. I think we're going to control it. I think it's going to be ugly. Play some defense, run the ball, give it to Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook's cooked potentially, probably. Maybe the occasional throw to Garrett Wilson. Give me the Jets. Give me the points. 
please, please. All right, so we have a disagreement there. Let's stay with the props because you are on the season one and know with your props and yours involves your favorite quarterback, okay. Zach Wilson. I, I did just go on a rant saying that Zach Wilson's <laughs> terrible, but I'm going with my heart. I have to keep going here. If yes. you're going to say that the Jets are going to win, his over under this week on touchdowns, touchdown passes, yeah. touchdown passes, 0.5. Okay. He's got to have one. You're saying he's going to have one. One. I'm not saying there's going to be that many more than that. I think he's going to get a little bit, hopefully gets a little bit more comfortable. Maybe he gets sneaks, sneaks one pass out for a touchdown. All right. Well, you know what I want? Give it to me. I want winners. I want winners. Me and Mike Singletary, we want winners. You got Zach Wilson. I'm going with the Thursday night game. I'm going Darren Waller. Giants will not have Saquon Barkley in this game against the Niners. They're they're catching, what, 12 and a half points, 10 and a half points, meaning they think the Giants are going to be down and throwing the ball this whole game. I realize I've already gambled on Waller with my fantasy team, as some already know from my fantasy draft. But 45 and a half yards without Saquon Barkley, this feels like a layup. I'm taking Waller over 45 and a half receiving yards. And now it's time for... You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Our locks of the week brought to you by the Oakwood Pizza Box. Look at that. Oakwoodpizzabox.com. Check them out Wednesdays through Sunday. Right there. Person Street across from the famous Krispy Kreme. Get the square pie. That's soon to be renamed the Jillio pie. I can feel it. In my plums, even though I'm losing this particular bet. Um, squares are the definitely way to go. You you throwing that sesame on for the for the public at large yet, or is it still you still workshopping that? It's an off the menu thing. Okay. So it was it was delightful. It is it is a good thing. It is uh, Olivia's favorite. Olivia's yep. favorite pizza. Yes, one of your daughters. Yes. So I, I like the addition, but yes. Get the square. Look, the, the round is fine. The white pie is also would be my second choice. I do like the white pie. I like the white pie with the greens. Yep. Good stuff. You um, do the shallots yet? No. No. Right. Sometimes you hold out on me a little bit. Shallots. You should do them next time. All right. So Oakwood Pizza Box. Today's Thursday. You can go there tonight. Uh, Friday for lunch. Fr- lunch is my Friday lunch is my thing. So go check them out. All right. So let's get to our locks of the week. What do you have this week, Anthony? Give me the uh, the mighty Miami Dolphins. They're playing your guy. My man, Russ. Your guy. My guy. Mr. Unlimited, Danger Russ, <laughs> the Denver Broncos. Miami at home. They're laying six and a half. It's a ton of points. However, you're looking at the, uh, the offense is third in the league. They're moving the football everywhere. Defense is playing well. It would be challenging to find too many teams better than Miami. It would also yeah. be challenging to find too many teams worse than Denver. I'll lay some points. Okay. Uh, I like it. Stay with the hot hand. Uh, I am going to go Detroit in part because Atlanta, it's Detroit at home against Atlanta. They are uh, minus three, a home three. I like Detroit in this game. They beat the Chiefs in the opener. I think maybe they got a little bit excited, got into their own popsicles a little bit, and fell fell down last week. Now I like them to bounce back. They're at home. They're against a team in Atlanta that's 2-0. That probably shouldn't be 2-0. So I think water always finds its level. Give me the Lions and their explosive offense to put up some points this week and cover the three points, the home three against the Falcons. All right. We have a pizza question this week from Bob on YouTube. Bob on YouTube. Anthony, how did you come up 
with your dough recipe? Oh, wow. Uh, interesting question. I don't uh, think I know the answer to this. I know that you make your dough fresh. Is there a good answer? Every for this? day. Yeah, you right. don't freeze anything. I know that. No, no fridge. No fridge on dough. Um, a, a lot of it starts back to uh, I used to work with a Neapolitan pizza guy in New York. A lot of it is that, and that's super old school. Okay. Um, Neapolitan I, circle. Okay, basically. so ne- Neapolitan, yeah, Neapolitan <laughs> a little pizza. thinner, maybe. Right. What we think of as a New York. Let's define Neapolitan yeah. as it's got to be. It's classic of Naples, Italy, not Naples, Florida. <laughs> we'll start there. <laughs> Somebody hit me with that, and I was like, "No, I don't think that's that's not the Naples. Nice Naples, but not that." Um, wood fire pizza. The dough itself has got to be uh, flour, water, salt, yeast. So no sugar, no oil, no no oil, eggs, no none of that stuff. Okay. Why no oil? Uh, that's just classic Neapolitan. Okay. That's the, the way they define it. And that's just the way it is. I don't, between me, you, and everyone else, I don't think oil is bad as an addition. I think oil sometimes adds to yeah. some doughs. I, I, I'm good with it. Okay. I, have no, I have no issue as long as it's olive oil. I don't like any of the blended stuff, the weird stuff. Um, So that's like the mother of, of the recipe in terms of what we're doing in pizza box. Dough does change all the time. But when I opened this place, I was obsessed with the idea of um, some of the old school pizza guys, the first guys, take uh, Lombardi's or take uh, Frank Pepe's up in New Haven. They always use Neapolitan or Napolitana in the name. Mm-hmm. And I was always confused because I was like, those dopes, like they're not Neapolitan pizza. Like they, Italian immigrants, they would have known. And uh, Italian immigrants from Southern Italy, so they would have known Naples. They would have known Neapolitan pizza and they would have known what they're doing is not that. So for a while, I was like, this is ridiculous. But then in making Oakwood, uh, I realized that their dough is probably exactly Neapolitan and everything was probably pretty much Neapolitan. They just cooked in a different oven. Yeah. So it looks totally differently. So you get mad at me when I tell you, not mad, but you you correct me. You call it a square, even though I like to call it a Sicilian but you call it a square because you, under your definitions, it's not a Sicilian because it's not thick enough? Yeah, Sicilian should be thicker than that. Um, more dough. And it'll be a, a Sicilian's always a double cook. Okay. So you'll do a, a one time cook with just a tomato sauce, but a modified tomato sauce. That modified tomato sauce is similar to what you see on a finished pizza, but they it gets watered out. If I were honest, I don't know why. I just know that's what. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a few guys to do it. And that's what they've always done. It evaporates a little bit. Like weird. nobody would know though, but you, this, this is, this is a man's got to live by a code here. Why you don't yeah, call it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I, it's sort of like a stolen valor thing. I mean, right. it's a different definition. Like, right. I'm not saying that I'm better than a Sicilian no, no, pizza or grandma. It, to me, it's like, no, no, no. Detroit pizza is a specific thing. Okay. Sicilian is a specific thing. Uh, grandma is a specific thing. Uh, What's the difference between grandma and Sicilian? Grandma's will be cooked in... All right, so you're taking the same pan, whether it's a square or rectangle, depends on the shop. Uh, The rectangle pan, I prefer because it's all crust around. You don't have that middle piece. Yeah. The middle piece is weird to me. Like that. That's like the... I don't need him. (laughs) It's got to have the crust all around, so I like rectangles. Uh, But grandma will be uh, less dough. It won't be... It won't sit out and sort of proof to get really fluffy. It'll right. be a little bit thinner, a little bit crispier. 
um, cooked in olive oil, fresh mozz always, and then like sometimes crushed tomato and garlic, sometimes tomato sauce. Uh, but it's not nearly as thick as Sicilian, okay. and it's a single cook, not a double cook. If you wanted to make a Sicilian, you would just leave it out on top of the oven. I would do more dough. No, more. you would actually have more dough. Oh yeah, it's, not just let it. It's, no, okay. it's literally more dough. So it'd probably be another almost like a Chicago. Nah, not that much dough. Okay, it's probably another like sixty percent off of what I'm using. Okay, sixty percent up. Then you got to double cook it. Otherwise, it doesn't. You have a really big gum line that'll yeah. happen. It'll be raw dough in the middle if you're not double cooking. Have you ever tried a Chicago? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. No, I mean like to make one. Oh, um, no, not really. Actually, okay. You might have the right sausage for it. Yeah, I think the sausage is legit. I think the sausage works for it. Right, um, maybe one day we'll try. Look at Chicago's, me. Look at all my pronoun usage here. Weird. Chicago pizza is very <laughs> specific. Yes. Uh, it's difficult, too. I would yeah. imagine. And Yeah, those places are wild. If you see those kitchens, they have like the busy shops have six, seven, eight ovens. Ovens. Because it takes it's so long. 45 minutes to cook them. So you just have like load it up and it's walls of them and i mean you go it's to, about the pan too right the pan is very important pequods yeah. is a good example of that i mean you go to pequods it's like an hour to sit down and once you sit down it's another 45 sure. minutes after you it's order. a day it's not it's a, yeah, yeah. It, it's like a whole lifestyle <laughs> commitment but right. i did have it i had it delivered to the hotel room uh, on a late night in chicago that was a good that's a good inside good. tip there. Nice. Take that if you're in a hotel room. They deliver. Very, very nice. Uh I'm I'm gonna be cautious about the Jets this week because I because <laughs> I've watched I watched the Pats last the, they were the Sunday night game, and I was just like, they're not what they used to be, obviously. But you could tell I started thinking about it this week when I knew we would make pick this game. I'm like, they've played Philly, who they came back on, and then the Dolphins they kept kind of fighting with a little bit. I, I think Mac Jones is is being helped. Um, with with Bill O'Brien back at the OC there. You know, I think it was such a disaster last year not having an offensive coordinator. I think this will only help. Do you believe in Mac? No. But I I'm I'm more I, I think he's like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a replacement level quarterback. And that's not a bad thing when when you have Zach Wilson who's not a replacement <laughs> level quarterback, right? And and to be fair <laughs> to the audience, I did want to take uh I was gonna bet anybody on the Patriots defense for a sack Matthew Judon like I got give me a couple of those guys the line is not formed <laughs> DraftKings understands yeah, like that, that is they can't give away money so. oh no that uh, over well, under sacks no I, is he a top top half bottom half right no, in the I middle, mean, right in the middle. I, I think he's just a you know and there's nothing wrong with that you can win with a quarterback like that you're just have to understand you're not asking him to win football games. I, I think they put him in a position last year with Joe Judge and and That's Matt Patricia nice. where you know even even Brady would would struggle with something like that. Like you, you got to give yourself a chance. So I, it, that's the way that I look at us. I, I also look at Mac Jones very similar to uh Bryce Young at the Panthers like and I know Bryce Young was asked this when he said, "Oh, it's it's not easy when at Alabama and and People don't like it when they say easy. It's like if I said to you, oh, it's easy making pizza and blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, no, it's not easy. It's relatively easier to play quarterback at Alabama than it is NC State or Pitt or any other power five or group of five school where 
you don't have an NFL offensive line. You don't have NFL receivers. You don't have an NFL running back. That's just the way it is. It's kind of like when Duke basketball likes to argue with me. We have the toughest schedule in the ACC. No, you don't. You don't play Duke at home. So you you can't. You can't have the toughest schedule, right? So Alabama, you it is relatively easier. And it's just a it's a position which Mac Jones in particular, with the skill players he had, my goodness gracious, uh, he had stacks on stacks on stacks. So I think there's an adjustment when you get to the NFL and you realize, oh, oh, we are not, we are not uh, decidedly better athletically than our opponent. This makes my life just a little bit harder. So we'll see what happens with Mac Jones and the Patriots. But we need to make some college picks. We got to get Josh Goodson in here. We'll see how good I am at using all of my buttons now. I'm so proud of the intro. I'm so proud of my Mike Singletary. Uh, let's just see if I can make this one work too. Joining us now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage, State Fan, Carolina grad. He is a walking conundrum. Josh, you are on your way to Charlottesville this week. And I think I think Mike Singletary can speak for all of us when he says, I want winners. <laughs> this is a must-win game for your boy. Dave Dorn can't lose to Virginia. Can you? It's a can't lose game. It's not okay. a must win game. Is there a difference? I do think there's a difference. All right. All right. So let's, let's start with the Wolfpack, a nine and a half point favorite on the road. That's how bad Virginia is. Quick stat for you before we make our picks. NC State 0 and 3 against the number this year. Dave Dorn's 4 and 12 mark since the start of the 2022 season is the worst in the ACC against the number. So Josh, which way would you like to go for NC state minus nine and a half at Virginia? A quick aside last week, a buddy of mine texted me. He's like, why didn't we win by 50? Which I think would have covered the number. They were like yeah, 40, 40 or 40. And, a half. Yeah. and I said, can, I can be a little like PG 13 on this, this podcast. Yeah. You can be R if you want. Don't need it's to be on. So, <laughs> I told him. I said, "This is this is a Dave Doran kind of wet dream scenario. Getting up by thirty-one at half. That dude loves nothing more than having a big lead and then just being like, I'm Broken doing out. nothing <laughs> the rest of the game. If we get the fifty, it's because the other team gave it to us. But we're not going to really try to do anything else. Uh, I throw last week out. They didn't cover, but they played well. Blah blah blah. blah. Zero and three against the spread this year." Not great. Um, I'm gonna, and they're actually, they haven't covered the last three times. They've been a nine point road favorite either. You know, kind of going back a couple of years as well. I'm gonna say it. They're gonna cover this week. Okay. Oh, I'm with you. Strangely enough, I am with you. There, there are a few times you wanna, you wanna trust Dave Doran on the road as a road favorite. This is actually one of them. And do you know why? Why? Des Kitchings is the offensive coordinator at Virginia. And I'm really not trying to mother F the guy, but if you, if we want to go through some of the work, him and Matt Canada are not coming to your funeral. No, they're not. They're not. But it's like, if you want to go through the worst offenses in the ACC in the last 20 years, NC state in 2019 and Virginia last year are going to be high statistically on those lists. And and as my friend JC Zumble said, well, you can't blame them. The state didn't have talent in 19 and Virginia had no offensive line last year. I'm like, that's cool, but I'm not sure he's, he's very good at, 
at the coaching part of his job. I know he is, he is good as a recruiter, but I'm not sure he's great at the coaching part of his job. So I am fading. I am just fading Des Kitchens in this game. I think I think this is the one time you trust State to win a game by two scores. Yeah. I, I think the defense, we, got, we all got worked up about the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame's just really good, right? Like, can we just say that? I we'll think see State, more about Notre Dame this week. I think State's, Ohio, defense, I think State's State. defense is going to be pretty good. And in these scenarios the last couple of years, when they're playing an anemic offense, they usually dominate on defense. So I think they're going to play well. And Armstrong's trying to, starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, they're not going to have the Jordan Houston, I guess, issue. <laughs> what a bizarre NC State-like turn. Their, their 20th year running back who's never rushed for a touchdown in the last like 600 carries decides to call it a career on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, randomly in September. So I was yesterday. He was still practicing with the ones versus the scout team because yesterday was their basically their game week Thursday. Yeah. Yesterday was their last practice day, essentially, before going to Virginia. He was there the whole practice, practicing as what he usually does. And then today's like, I'm out, which, you know, we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Like he doesn't want to run up against the red shirt rule. Right. Yep. So he doesn't lose the red shirt. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's better to do that than like him stay on the team and not play after four games and people wondering like what is going on. So. I suspect they were honest with him too. Like, Hey, yeah. we like some other players and, and your role will be reduced going forward. I mean, it happens. So for him to make the best choice for himself and his career, Yep. I mean, by a con deal, in all in all seriousness, like I know a lot of people are like, "Hey, Jordan Houston, he's a great workout guy. He's great in practice." And it's like, cool. It just doesn't translate to the game, though. Yeah. That's just that's just the honest truth when it comes to the game. But why I'm is he practicing for once? I mean, that's an inside scoop here. I'm confused. I, well, I mean, Josh, Josh has some insider that's, that's knowledge. A big, Josh, it's big time scoop. First of all, broken here first <laughs> on pizza and picks. <laughs> no. Why the heck is he? Oh, why is he, it's game day. Guys, we this is it. We're playing. Yeah, it, I would I would love to know what happened between yesterday and today. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he didn't play a lot. I went back and looked. He he only got like 15 snaps against VMI, and I think his his role had started to kind of slow down some. And it's just as Joe said, he is a. This this is going to sound worse than it is, but he could go to a team in the MAC or a team in the American and probably be really, 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 really good because he is kind of like an athletic freak. He's just he, if he was three or four inches taller, had maybe a little bit better step here or there. You know, just this, if he was a little bit better and everything, which sounds bad, but like he would be the guy. But you know, he wants to be the guy now somewhere else and wants to have two years to be able and, to do it. And good for him, you know. Like no one should begrudge him that yeah. that right. Uh, now, speaking of teams that actually can move the ball on offense and do have talent at this field positions, Carolina goes to Pitt. This line, uh, Josh, for a, for a game between two teams that is typically back and forth, Pitt is a seven-and-a-half-point home dog against Carolina. I'll let you make your first pick. I hate this pick, by the way. Um Pitt catching seven and a hook. What is it? Pitt, Pitt is like notorious for, they almost have some NC state in them. Very much so. Yes. Expect, what is it? What do you say? Expect the, expect the more, the when least. You expect the most, you get the least. When you expect the least, you get the most. So after they lost at home, uh, lost on the road to West Virginia, their rival, you figure, oh, they're depressed. They're not going to have it. For some reason though, like horses make courses. Like I'm telling you, man, this is one of those styles make fights. Pitt, Pitt usually shows up for this game. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, you can tell I, what my pick is. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take UNC. I think they're just really, really good on offense, and I think Pitt stinks. And I think it uh, it, it could always it's always going to get it could always get worse, right? Fans fans don't want to believe that they think they hit the worst. And it's like no, it actually could always still get worse. Um, UNC played really, really well last week. Kind of, and I don't. I, Minnesota and Pitt remind me of kind of like the mm-hmm. same type teams and yep. want to do the same type things. Um, and I'm always going to take the high flying offense that you can't keep up with them. Like you, yeah. you they're going to need like some pick sixes and just turnovers to keep it close. I don't think they can get into a track meet. And Drake made seems to have found the, a new guy to throw it to. And whenever that happens, he's usually really, really good because <laughs> he's just really good. So I'm going to lay the points with UNC. I don't love it though, but I, I'll, I'll trust him one week. Uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, we both had the heels last week. That was our only win. We both went one and two last week. Now in the season, Josh, you're three and eight, getting a little bit concerned. Uh, On the season, I am five and six. And you'll note as $100 per unit here, I'm minus 150 at five and six. And Goodson at three and eight, minus 580. So we got ourselves a little bit of a turnaround this week. And I know how we're going to do it. You ready? Yeah. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. You lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. With the lock of the week brought to you by RTP Mortgage and Josh Goodson. That's right. Give Josh a call. That's his real number right there. 252-361-1415. It's rtpmortgage.com. I, I, I feel compelled to point out your NMLS number, 156-9995. Look, the market's like crazy tough right now. I get that. But Josh, you still have a way to help people. First of all, just give them information because they might not know what they what they have on their hands in their house and their information. Information is a big thing. A lot of there's a lot of misconceptions with mortgages, and there's there's some creative ways too to kind of get around the uh, the rate issue right now. That there's some temporary things you can do in mortgages that you may not think. You just see the big rate, and you're like, oh my god, I can't do that rate. There's some things that we can do. We could talk about. So yeah, give me a call. Reach out. I don't know any of the thing about all this stuff. So what I do, my mortgage is through RTP Mortgage. Is through Josh Goodson. So give him a call, 252-361-1415, rtpmortgage.com. Just as I tell you, the best pizza in town is Oakwood Pizza Box. Just as I tell you, the steak and cheese at the butcher's market is the spot. Just as I tell you, the wings at Wings Over are the best wings. I'm telling you right now, Josh is the best. He knows what he's doing. So give him a call, 252-361-1415. All right, so we both have the same lock of the week this week, Josh. I thought I did think about. I'll, I'll give like a, a sneaky one. I did look at the Wake Georgia Tech line. It's smelly. It is three smelly and a half at home. Wake. Wake's yeah. only three and a half points at home against Georgia Tech. It seemed like firing comeback win at ODU. Yeah, there something's up there. Wake could win by thirty, and I could be sitting here being like, "That's what the lock should have been." But there's just something smelly there. So that one was on the what the cutting room floor is that what they call it and such like that. Well, you know, that was under also under consideration. I, I think we're taking this game for the same reason though. Duke goes to UConn. UConn is getting 21 and a half points at home. We've already seen UConn this year, so we're not guessing here New Mexico State style. We already know that they have a good defensive line. We know they can run the football. Uh, some inside information. Duke is preparing to have game day for the first time in school history next week because Notre Dame comes to Durham and they are preparing that they're going to get game day. If you're telling me that Duke's not looking forward to Notre Dame next week, I, I'm i not telling you Duke loses this game. 
I'm just telling you, I'm having a hard time believing they win by 24 points this week. Game should day. Duke be favored? Should Duke be favored on the road by anyone for three scores? Yeah, I'm, I think they've de- well, yeah, by three scores. I think they demonstrated that they're capable of handling a bad team, which they did in Northwestern this week. But that was at home. They haven't left the they haven't left home yet this year. Not that they have a tremendous home field advantage, but there is something to traveling. You never know where your flight's delayed. You never know how bumpy your flight is. You never know, you know, your girlfriend's back having a menage with two other guys. You don't know what's going on. So, you know, it's difficult. I'm with you on this. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going to bypass that. Because, like, you need, to, you need to tell us something, buddy. Like, <laughs> you never know, man. Yeah. I'm with you on the same reasons. Um, a couple other notes. I looked at UConn. Um, the guy that started for UConn against State, they got a transfer quarterback from Maine. Yeah. Pocket passer. He wasn't very good against State. Well, he's hurt. They're back to the guy last year that actually led them to a bowl. I'm not, and I'm not saying like UConn's going to win. I'm not going out there and saying UConn's right. going to win. But when you're, a team, when you're a team, and when you when you're a team like Connecticut playing a team like Duke, you, you almost need a dual threat type quarterback. This kid is a dual threat. He can make stuff kind of happen. Quirky game. All the other reasons you said of Duke, the the, the perfect trap game, or just sleep, getting it's a sleepy type game atmosphere and such. And also, I think the guy that's a quarterback for Duke actually has a little bit better – excuse me, at UConn might have a little bit better chance just to make stuff happen just because he's an athlete, and that's what happens in college football more often than not. So I'm with you, 21 in the hook, uh, UConn. I, they're going to fight. They got a, they got a coach that's going to – they're going to get up yeah. for it. And I think the number beside Duke Duke's name Help. helps UConn even yeah. more. Hey, man, drive safe up to Charlottesville. Have a good time up there. Uh, I know your parking will not be anywhere near the stadium, uh, but I know you'll see my guy Hayes Lancaster, the OG OG. So enjoy the trip and we will talk again next week. And again, check them out. It's rtpmortgage.com. You got it. All right, let's go into the fantasy world now. And there's only one person who can help me do that. That's the King <laughs> Riley Groove Wagon. First of all, Big shouts to all of your spots here in Raleigh. Peace Street Market. I have tapped the supply there, just so you know. Perfect. You need to go hit them up. Um, give me the name of the tap yard. Tap yard. Zach Mitchell. Yep. Yes. So they have you. Low boys. They have you both. You can go to the bar and order it, and then they have it in their refrigerator. So you could buy it to go for pizza night. I bought two fours of fence hopper, fence hopping. Now, before we get started with with your expertise in in fantasy, yes, expertise. Is there a, is there a difference between Magnifico and fence hopping in terms of how you'll react to it? So there is not. It not. is the, there's not. It is the okay. same seven milligrams of Delta Eight. Okay, but people are weird, man, and it's I'm, the same <laughs> way that like you know tequila. Some people swear, right? Like oh tequila that's the one that gets me loco with like some people will swear that that's different from the whiskey buzz or it's all the same alcohol people are weird man i i don't know which is there one that you thought hit harder i thought i had a different buzz from the magnifico yeah but that was the first one i had i had it as a standalone the last two times i've had the fence hopping i've only had two 
Yeah. Because Ovius said that he was struggling after He's three. He's going off three. I don't yeah. want to struggle. Yeah. So I've had, I've had two, and it's just still the same thing. Very chill. But I felt like maybe with the Magnifico, my brain Dude. was a little more of you know, Cali sober. I'm yeah, not sure. You know, I'm not really, sure. You know what's really funny about that? I swear it has to be uh, the dude... Yeah, it just that guy, something about it makes people psychologically yes. he's got the gun and the yes. cigarette. People swear that Magnifico hits harder. Okay. And it's, it's very funny because I thought it was just me. No, it's not. <laughs> it is it is anybody who says that question of is there a difference between you? I knew that you were going to say, Yeah, I think the Magnifico hits hard because that comes up a fair bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Groove Wagon. This is as easy as it gets. Look at me. Yes. <laughs> Thatdamnwagon.com. Thatdamnwagon.com. You can order online. Can. Obviously, you got to be 21. We're, we're keeping this thing legal for everyone. Keep it safe. What do you like to say? Don't screw it up for the rest of us. Don't ruin it for the rest of Don't us. Don't ruin it for yeah. the rest of us. Go to thatdamnwagon.com. You can order there or to go to any of the locations. State of Beer, I think, is the one that's closest to us. Mm-hmm. In downtown Peace Street Market, obviously. Glenwood South Pharmacy. That's that's a slept I have never on been one. There. That's a slept on one. Um, Dax, huge Panthers fan. Love this dude because I, I don't know where in North Carolina he's from, but he country country. Okay, he is sharp as hell too. Okay, um, and sharp I love with the, with the bats or uh, just, just in generally, general. man. Okay. <laughs> he was one of the very first people before we even had cans who got it immediately okay because <laughs> it's a little fun diversion um they had been selling other thc things to the nursing home <laughs> down the out. street yeah so like apparently a lot of the folks at the nursing home would come to him and get all of these thc things and he had said he was like man i gotta tell you lower dose thing that might be the move because some of them they're just yeah. looking to chill out at night, and I'm like, ah, okay. I was gonna say, there's the there's the bonus of your stuff. Like, if I have a gummy, I'm out. Like, yeah. uh, that's a sleep aid for me. Yep. Like yours though, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just kind of, dude. Uh, also, kind of chill. Also, it is so much about the social ritual and the context yes um you yeah. know, a nightcap is a real thing, right? Like people, yeah. I love when people be like, oh well weed that's not really for hanging out that's going to make me sleepy and i always tell people if you want to use it as a nightcap you can like right. think about a you know wine or beer or whiskey if you have too pernicious uh when you're chilling out getting that ready will, that will just knock me out you're you're yeah, not and, and a nightcap is a thing that's a right. perfectly good right. use case flip side of that is uh you know if it's 5 45 on a friday and your boys that you haven't seen in 10 years are in town. Like, uh, those two drinks are your ticket to turn up. And it's the same with Groove Wagon stuff. It is only 7 milligrams of Delta 8. So you could use that as a nightcap for sure. You can certainly use that as your ticket to a big Sunday. All right. So that damnwagon.com is how to find Groove Wagon. To get the king, though, you need to get fantasy advice. It's Text the King, 919-306-8598, 919-306-8598. And I, I got three actual email submissions this week nice. for start or sit. Let's go. So this one's from Derek. This is receiver. I don't know if it's PPR or not, but it's Cortland Sutton 
or Nico Collins? Oof, great question. So Sutton from Denver, who without Judy or with Judy at half speed or whatever, has been their number one receiver. And Russ looks uh, alive. Yeah. He looked alive. I think Collins is a little bit of a PPR guy, but has I think Stroud's been putting up a good numbers other than we, we have some potential injury issues this week with him. Stroud looks more promising than whatever the hell the Panthers are doing with Bryce right now, which is a whole other yeah, issue. I agree. Um, he was the one I liked. Yeah. I get the, I get the Richardson upside, but hmm. what do you think? So let's assume, let's assume it's PPR. I, let's assume. Yeah, it's PPR. Honestly, I actually am going to give it to Nico no matter what. Okay. Um, and my thinking on that one, I do. I do get that Denver has looked a little like they were a little friskier last week. I understand that. Jacksonville, even though they didn't put up a great performance against KC, it looks to me, and just seeing the the playthrough rates and a couple of other things, that could be a shootout. I actually, in daily, we're going to talk about this. Um, I am back on the Jags. I like ECN a fair bit. I like Trevor Lawrence uh, up there at a points per price ratio up there with basically anybody as much uh, possible exception of Justin Herbert. And what that means for me is Houston should be throwing to try to keep up at least a little bit. Um, and I've kind of liked what I've seen out of Nico yeah. Collins generally. Uh, I'm, you know, full disclosure, uh, last weekend was definitely a big, uh, what my father-in-law calls, uh, oh, millennial ADD football red zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. you know, sometimes you can't watch every game in detail. Um, and I was on red zone a little heavy, but I did catch more than that Texans game if I would have expected. And he looks, he looks risky. So we'll go with that. All right, let's go from uh, hail to the Redskins. I think I would know which way he wants you to go with this pick <laughs> um, ESPN standard scoring. He's got Sam Howell or Mac Jones at quarterback. Uh, you know what? I actually will give it to Howell, even if that's what he wants me to do. I know that last week I was praying that Mac Jones would bail me out of Good God, the too many Justin Fields shares that I own, which is the whole whole thing. Um, But he's playing the Jets, and even though Dallas stomped all over them, and Bill Belichick, my boy Sam and Eco, is is quite heavy on the Patriots this week just because Belichick loves beating the crap out of the Jets. Yes. uh, Which is true. I'm still giving the Jets a little bit of credit for that defense, and um, I'll, I'll give it to Sam Howell. Sam Howell, by the way, has been kind of frisky. Yeah. He he has had a few, no. few and they play the Bills, yeah. their home dog, but you figure it's one of those them. games where they gotta they gotta pass. Yeah, I do like them as a home dog. I've been uh that Rams field goal at the end of meaningless, meaningless, meaningless field goal. Yes, to some <laughs> that was devastating. Uh but while we're on the subject of pick five or just against the spread generally, yeah. uh, I do, I do see a little bit of, of interest uh, in a few of these games where there's big home dogs. Um, one of them that came up earlier, somebody had asked, yeah, Washington, if you can see that at six and a half, I don't hate that. Um, and then what was the other one? That was coming through. Mm, 
Oh yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Well, I, got, I got one more starter sit for you. Oh yeah, give me a start sit. All right, while you look that up, we got Amari Cooper with his groin injury, or Robert Woods back to that Texans uh, receiving core. Uh, That's from Mister Brown. Is Cleveland way. at home? Cleveland. Let's see. Now Cooper had a groin injury last week. Yeah, and ten targets, seven catches, ninety so, yards. Yeah, Cleveland's at home too, and uh, Amari Cooper for whatever reason his home away splits have been absurd. So okay. you know what? I'm going to be lazy with it and just say. Sure, Cleveland's at home. Go nuts with Coop. So those are the starts and the sits of the week. That's season-long fantasy, though. Your particular knowledge and expertise can be applied to daily fantasy. I don't know anything sure. about daily fantasy. I am, in fact, a winning <laughs> daily fantasy player. Okay. So where should I start if I wanted to jump into the pool this week? Great question. Well, you always want to be aware of the format of the contest you're entering in. Okay. Uh, if you only get into doing these massive million dollar tournaments you're playing against a bunch of sharks entering a billion jillion lineups and against a million billion other people like kind of a sucker bet uh okay. you can still do it right i mean i love a good sucker bet right. <laughs> no question but um single entry tournaments okay be a really good i think i have the analogy for this you might be able to beat phil ivy in one hand of poker but if he's allowed to keep re-upping and he will, re kill you. He will you will lose in the long run not bad at all right yeah so you want to play in a tournament basically in style a, well, in a single entry <laughs> single, in a single entry. entry tournament so single entry just means that every participant even if there are a couple hundred a couple thousand you're all getting one one lineup one shot that's okay. it you get your one lineup um also it's important to distinguish between a tournament where you're playing against a whole bunch of people and a cash game or head-to-head. Okay. -head. So head-to-head, -head, you only need to be one person. And generally what you're doing is you want to play for the highest floor possible. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to get too crazy with it. Just try to make what you think of um, as you know, solid lineup and a good example of... And you get a payroll for this, basically. Yeah, payroll, right? Okay. It's a fixed salary, so you can't just stuff it with all the, the best dudes. It's always, you know, the the highest projected to score guys are sure. priced higher than the others um you have a strategy for who you should spend your most money on yeah uh usually well real quick on the cash thing so in a cash game in a head-to-head -head where you only need to beat one person you don't want to get too crazy with leverage so leverage just means uh we've talked earlier about stacking where it's you draft a quarterback and his pass catcher possibly even multiple of his pass catchers good example for this week could be you know i mentioned i like trevor lawrence uh evan engram on the calvin ridley they've been yeah exactly so in a tournament where i need to beat a lot of people you generally do want to take on leverage and you do want to do things like stacking because uh the correlation makes it that if trevor lawrence goes off you can guarantee well practically guarantee that some of his pass catchers went off as well. And also, you need to be right about that game while everybody else undervalued it because you got to compete against a whole bunch of people. In cash, you actually don't usually want to stack because that increases your risk of bust because it's just as likely uh, that, you know, that doesn't happen in that game. So instead, you just want to keep a nice, solid floor of individual dudes doing their thing. Um, this week, 
there's a few spots that I think are are pretty interesting. Um, I've mentioned uh, that Jag spot, the Chargers as well are a really interesting one based on the the over under. You know, you always want to have a narrative for the games that you're betting on or the, the games that you're thinking are going to shoot out. Those are the places you want to target. Uh, look, start by looking at the Vegas over-unders. It's a great place to go. Now, everybody knows to do that. Yeah. So part of the skill is in finding the ones that might not have the highest, highest over-under, but you think, oh, it could shoot out. I like that Jags Houston one as an example. It's already a pretty darn high over-under, um, but that uh, the Vikings Chargers one. I would imagine later in the year, the setting matters when it's one of those indoor games compared to maybe some weather being affecting the games. Yep. Uh, for sure. Miami right now, you know, when they, when they play during the day down there can be a little, that can have an adverse effect on a, on a game as well. It definitely can. Um, also Jalen Waddle is one that his, his cost, um, you know, you're going to pay up a little bit. Uh, Tom K mentioned that one of the things that makes him especially appealing is this week when they played Denver, uh, what was he saying? Yeah, so they do a lot of zone, which is, um, what was it that he was saying? So Tyreek's great against the zone. Broncos run a lot of that. They also like to keep Patrick Sertain on the wide receiver one. So the Broncos, and this is a great strategy in daily, their second cornerback is Damari Mathis, who has been truly garbage. Okay. Great strategy in daily is find uh, terrible DBs and pick on them. You you very frequently want to find situations where it's like a so wide your second receiver. Yeah. So okay. maybe find a second wide out. Um, some guys are matchup proof too. And that's sure. another thing that you'll you'll see is like if maybe they're not priced up as high because people think it's a really scary matchup, but you know, they're going to get theirs and it can be a contrarian thing. And again, in a tournament, you gotta be contrarian because the only way you're gonna beat 70 bajillion other people <laughs> is if you're Just doing a something bit a little bit different. Makes yep. sense. Makes sense. All right. If you need help, of course, check him out. He is the king. You, all you got to do is text him or go check out that damn My My phone number is going to load here in a second and I'll be able to tell you <laughs> not that you don't know your own phone number, You'd but be shocked. it's always helpful when it's in front of me. See, I was so proud of myself and technology this week too. It's it's failing me right now. That's this, relatable th content, though. Technology I, fails everybody. So I know it's just disappointing. That's all. Nine one nine. Yep, I got it now. Three zero six eighty five ninety eight. Nine one nine three zero six eighty five ninety eight. Riley, appreciate you, man. Let's do this again next week, next Thursday. Enjoy the games this week, everybody. I don't know if I'll. I might get you off air here to help me with a little daily fantasy lineup. But again, if you need help with anything fantasy-wise, text the king, 919-306-8598, and we will see you next week right here. Go grab all the Chiron shares on uh, Los Angeles you can get. There you there go. There you go. We'll Love see, that. See you again next week right here. Bye, guys. I'm Pixel Pizza. I want winners. <laughs>